Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney then we know that they have the gift of tongues. And somehow we start looking at them like, ooh, they're spiritual. I mean, even the pastor shushes the audience. As if God is speaking when that person is speaking. We're used to it being loud. People are, I'm confident, worshiping. Well, I know several people who do speak in tongues and are in church and are in this room right now. And they worship in tongues while we're worshiping. Just because you don't do it loudly doesn't mean it's not happening. See, we think it has to be done loudly. The whole church doesn't have to know that you're using your gift. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 18. 14 in verse 18. Notice Paul says in verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Now, you're talking about boasting. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than all y'all. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Yet, verse 19, in the church, in the, in the corporate assembly, y'all follow me? In the corporate assembly, I would rather speak five words with understanding that I might teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. But when we are gathered in the assembly, I would rather stand here and speak five words and you understand those five words than 10,000 words and you don't understand. Oh, what's the point? So you leave church and, man, the guy stood up here and spoke 10,000 words. What did he say? I don't know, but it sure sounded good to me. Or he spoke five words, and I understood it, and it blessed my life. Because really, all God needs is one word. God can speak one word, change you just like that. Five? That's a, that's a blessing. Paul said, I speak more than you all. But when we all are gathered together, I want you to understand what I have to say. And I think for many, many years, we were taught that if you are born again, I don't know about you, but I remember if you were born again and you're filled with the Spirit, then that filling, where my people at? That filling is what? Evidenced by speaking in tongues, right? Like if you're, if you're, if you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire, I remember this one sister in testimony, in the black church, we used to have testimony, sir. Now, listen, 
if you're new to our church, you know, we talk about black people and white people because we don't make an issue. We don't really care. It's not that big an issue, so get over it. And uh, <laughs> Calvary Chapel, where y'all at? Y'all know we don't, we, that's, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. If you're white, you're white. If you're black, you're black. It's okay. Be proud to be white. Be proud to be black. Be proud to be who you are. God made you. That's why I don't get caught up. I'm not like, oh, don't, oh, don't say black people. Ooh, 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 don't say black people. Don't say white people. Ooh, man, people get all caught up. If you're white, you're white. You've been white all your life. Why are you all upset now? <laughs> now you all. I've been black all my life. I've I'm, I'm got no problem with my blackness. I'm fine. I hope you are. What was I saying anyway? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it's been a black church. We have testimony service. So you get up. <laughs> and there's a protocol. There's a protocol. There's a way to do it. Now, you don't just stand up and start talking. You got to do it the right way. The right way. So you stand up, fix your clothes. First of all, I want to thank God, who's the head of my life. want to acknowledge the pastor and all the leadership and the elders. I call them socks. And all the, because when you sit, they sit up here, all you see is socks. So I call them socks. First of all, I want to thank God, who's the head of my life. I want to tell you that I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. Woo! You cut the spirit. And then you go on and you give your testimony. And I thought that because people would say that if you are filled with the spirit, then that filling of the spirit will be evidenced by you speaking in tongues. And if you are not filled with the spirit, then you will not speak in tongues. So I thought that you must not be a Christian if you don't speak in tongues. Listen, the Bible does not teach that. The Bible teaches that it is the Spirit. Please go back to chapter 12 and look at verse 11. The Bible is clear. It is the Spirit of God who doles out the gifts. And he may choose to give you the gift of tongues and give someone else another gift. Either way, the evidence of my being filled with the Spirit has nothing to do with my display of the gift of tongues. The evidence of my being filled with the Spirit is loving one another. If you don't have love, the gifts profit you nothing. Come on, clap your hands and say amen. Now, I will say this, that there is, and then we're going to move on. Uh, there are those who believe not only uh, the gifts of tongues. In other words, if I know a language or I begin to praise God in a language that I have not learned, then that would be a tongue for me. For example, if I start speaking in French, I don't know French, right? And someone here does know French. So I start speaking in French. I, I don't know French. All I, all I know is we. Oui. We. Oui. And somebody does know French, and then they 
give the interpretation of it, but French is not something that I know. Therefore, that would be a tongue for me. It, a tongue is a language that is known to someone on earth, but not known to you. Um, am I helping you? Remember in Acts 2, don't go back there, but remember in Acts 2, there were people gathered from every nation on the earth, and they understood the language that was being spoken. Their mother tongues were being spoken, and they were shocked by it because these guys are from Jerusalem, from Galileans. How is it that they understand uh, language of the Parthians or the Medes or the Elamites? or people from Phygeria, or Pamphylia, or Rome. How do they understand that? This is what they were shocked by, because they were speaking in a language that they understood. Now, there are some who say that there is a language, an angelic language, that no one understands except the angels. And the reason they say that is because of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Go ahead and look at it. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So many people have said that there's this angelic language, and uh, this language no one on earth knows. It's heavenly. It's angelic. Um, I'm not so sure that's what Paul is saying here. Uh, I'm not so sure that that's even true for a few reasons. One, when God wants to establish something like a doctrine, God will um, teach us that thing in many places in the Bible. So there won't be just one mention of it in Scripture. This angelic language is only mentioned right here in 1 Corinthians, number one. Number two, this word, though I speak, translates in the Greek language, if, if I speak, if. In other words, if I were to speak in the tongues of the angelic. If I had the gift of prophecy to understand all mysteries, if I had all faith that I could move a mountain from here to there, Paul's point is saying that if I had every gift, but I didn't have love, it would profit me nothing. It would be of no use and no value. Now, let me say I could be wrong about that. Uh, when we get to heaven, we'll ask God and he will tell you I was right. <laughs> Third gift. The gift of interpretation, definition, is a supernatural showing forth by the Spirit. The meaning of an utterance given in tongues. It's not a translation of tongues, it's an interpretation of tongues. It's a supernatural showing forth by the Spirit. The meaning of an utterance given in tongues. It's not a translation of tongues. It's an interpretation of tongues. The word translate means to a uh, word for word or near to the exact meaning as possible. The word interpret means to paraphrase, or to give the sum or substance of, or to bring out the gist, the main theme, or the central idea of what is being said. The gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation go together, saints. The gift of tongues is the only gift that is totally dependent on another gift. The gift of tongues is useless without the gift of interpretation of tongues. These two gifts must operate together. In order for the prophetic word to be understood, here's the equation. Tongues plus interpretation of tongues equal prophecy. Tongues plus interpretation of tongues equal prophecy. And Paul sets the parameters for the use of this gift of interpretation. Look at chapter 14 and in verse 27. Look at verse 27. Chapter 14, if anyone speaks in the tongue, let 
there be two or at the most three and each in turn and let one interpret. And if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church. Y'all see that? Let him keep silent means what? You can control your gift. That'll preach. That's a sermon by itself. You can control it if there's no interpreter. For example, if you would want to speak in tongues in a room this size, you do not know whether there is an interpreter here, and therefore you are to keep silent or speak to yourself. Look at verse 28. This is what Paul's saying, putting some parameters on how this gift is to be exercised. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three, two or at the most three, and then in turn, He set in order. Remember the church at Corinth was out of order? In other words, there should never be a message in tongues without the interpretation of that tongue to follow. Now, I've been to a lot of churches, and so have you, where people speak in tongues, and I've never honestly seen it done in order. I never have, honestly. I've never seen two or three and then the interpretation. I've seen two or three hundred and no interpretation. I remember this one service I was telling... um, people where's the time go telling people the first service uh elvira and i some many many years ago we went to this church i don't even know why we were visiting this church and i remember the pastor telling people stand to their feet people stood to their feet and he and he instructed the people to go ahead and use their spiritual language and everyone there was two or three hundred people there everyone spoke in tongues everyone everyone which is quite amazing because when I read the Bible, it says he gives them to as he will. So apparently, I guess in this church, he gave everybody the gift of tongue. So they all began to speak, and it was this crescendo of tongues. I mean, he said, okay, everyone, speak. And people, crescendo of tongues. And then he said, stop. And everybody stopped at once. I said, man, that's pretty amazing. Those are some obedient sheep. So... Then he told the people, he said, now, I want you to go out into the audience and I want you to find someone who you don't think is saved and talk to them about Jesus. This was during the service and talk to them about Jesus. Now, I'm thinking to myself now, how is it that he expects that to happen? How is it that he expects people to identify someone who isn't saved? Is there like a not saved look? that people have on their face or the saved people have like halos over their head or how do you expect that to happen? So I'm this way. I'm like, okay, let me see how this happens. So this one lady, she was nice enough. She came up to us (laughs) and she turned to Miss Sophia and she said, sweetie, are you born again? Are you saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost? And that with far. <laughs> I remember looking at Elvira. I stood in the background. I said, this is the greatest thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> I just remember thinking it's all because uh, uh, me and Elvira both standing together. She looked at Elvira like she wasn't saved. Like I was saved. <laughs> I'm saved. Elvira ain't saved. Okay. She ain't saved. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Wait, oh. Oh, oh, I need some popcorn. I'm like, oh, 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 yes, this is awesome. So she, so she said to Elvira, she goes, oh, sweetie, are you say? And Elvira looked like, I'm, I actually looked at Elvira, I'm going, don't, sweetie, no, don't, 
I, I didn't know what she was going to say. Because, I mean, honestly, to do something like that is actually a little insulting, actually. You know what I mean? And, and so, so, she, so Elvira looks at her. And Elvira has been, been a Christian for uh, 45 years. I, I've been a Christian for 32. And she was a Christian 15 more longer than I was. Elvira has been a Christian for 45 years. So Elvira looked at the lady, and I'm looking at her going, honey, don't, please, just don't, don't. And she goes, Yes, sweetie, I, I'm, I'm saved. The, the, the Lord is in my life, and, and uh, God has been good to me. And then the lady just went on about her business. I said, no, I said, good job, because if I finna go off. <laughs> so I've seen it with two or three hundred people and no interpreter. I've never seen it done in order in the corporate assembly. Tongues is a valuable, don't get me wrong, it's a valuable gift to the body of Christ. And if there's no interpretation, it's like being in a foreign country with no interpreter. Have you ever been on a mission trip and you had an interpreter with you? Um, Some years ago, um, I went to, um, I took a mission trip with my pastor. My pastor's name is Bob Chappell. So the second time I'm talking about Bob in the last five days. I was at a pastor's conference and I was talking to his son, Micah Chapel. His dad, Bob Chapel, went home to be with the Lord. He got some parasite from India and never really recovered from it. When I first became a Christian, from a Pentecostal background, we had moved and I found myself at this Calvary Chapel. And I remember this, this Calvary Chapel was a converted battery factory. I remember walking in the church and it was like 250, 300 all white people. All white. There was no black people in this church, none. So we enjoyed it. The music was different. Maybe like you guys come here and you first experience music and it's different, but you're like, okay, it's all right. It's different. It was very different then because it was just Bob playing his guitar. And Bob, Bob, Bob was a was bluegrass kind of country. And Bob was playing. The Sunday I went, Bob was playing, you know, Joy, 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 joy in the house of the Lord. It was that kind of music. I remember nobody was like clapping their hands and stuff and like lifting their hands. I'm coming from a Pentecostal background. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there, me and Elvira sitting there. We, she, we all dressed up. She got a hat and gloves and, and <laughs> pearls. And, and I, I, I was, of course I was fly. And, and of course, of course. And uh, so, <laughs> so we're sitting there and, they, and they, nobody clapping, nobody singing a song about joy, man. Come on, people. So I look around, I'm like, why are these people not enjoying this song about joy? So I stand up, and I'm, I'm like, I'm going to make these people worship God. So, <laughs> so I stand up, joy, 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 in the house of the Lord. Nobody's standing. <laughs> Elvira, Elvira sees it. I am like standing by myself and dying. <laughs> so then she stood up with me. You know, and then the pastor said, he saw us both dying, and he said, let's all stand. I said, I love you, man. I really love you. I love you, man. 
So we went back the next Sunday, and I enjoyed it. And because I was the only black family in the church, and it was all white, and I didn't know these people, and I didn't know where we were. We had just moved in this area. I didn't know anything about this area. I decided to call him up and talk to him. This was in the days when, listen, young people, there was this thing that people used to use called a phone book. Really? Yeah. You actually look up, you know, use your grammar skills and go look up a phone book. Who knew? And I called him up. I looked up in the phone book. I called his, his number to his house was in the phone book. And I called him up. I said, hey, Bob. I said, um, I said Pastor Bob, I said, uh, this is Rodney. Uh, you know, the black guy. And... Uh, <laughs> He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, he was country as all day long. He was like, yeah, man. He had that kind of, yeah, man. He was awesome. Yeah, man. How you doing? Hey, what's that, man? How you doing? <laughs> and I said, I know what to say. I just, I said, let me just cut right to it. I said, you know, I got a question to ask you. We like the church and everything like that. I got kids and. You know, and I want to make sure my kids are going to the right place and everybody good. I said, what do you think about black people? And God, my living witness, that's what I said. I said, what do you think about black people? He said, best answer that man could have ever gave me. He said, it's not about skin, it's about sin. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what, that man, let me tell you something. That was the best answer that man could have given me. Because if he would have said something like, well, you know, I have a black friend. <laughs> what, is that like I got a zebra at home or something like that? <laughs> I mean, what, is that, what does that mean? I mean, you know what he did? He showed me right then and there, Rodney, take people to the scriptures. Show people what the word of God says. It's not about the color of your skin. It's about sin. The reality is we all have red blood. And the reality is we all need the red blood of Jesus to wash us and cleanse us and to forgive us of our sin. So it's not about skin. It's about sin. Well, we're traveling. We're all over Shikoku Island in Japan, and we're singing. He's a little bit country, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. And, and I'm about to sing this song, and, and we have an interpreter traveling with us, and I'm about to sing this song, and I'm trying to introduce the song, and I mentioned something in the song to these, a whole audience of Japanese people who didn't speak English. We had an interpreter. So I mentioned in the song about something blew my mind or something like that. I said, oh, and it blew my mind. And all I heard was when she, she went, she was, she was talking whatever in Japanese, and then she went, poof. <laughs> I went. <laughs> she, and and, and see, when she went, poof, it's like, you should have saw the look on their face. They, they had this horrified look on their face, like, like I was talking about, I got blew somebody's brains out or something like that. But... Interpretation is important. <laughs> it's important. Having, <laughs> having the gift of tongues and interpretation, they go together. 
and it's important. And just because you have the gift of tongues doesn't make you any more holy than anybody else. It just means it's one gift that God has given you. God has given me the gift of pastor-teacher. That's what I do. I don't, have to, I don't have the gift of tongues. I think it's a wonderful thing that you can begin to praise God and express your, 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 your glory to God and your honor to God and your exaltation to God in another language, a language that you don't know but just comes upon you. And, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't have that gift. But just because I don't have that gift or you may not have that gift doesn't make anybody more special than the other. God gives the gifts Severally, so that he can make the body whole and that we can be um, a powerful body and, and walk in victory as God wants us to. All right. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.